0: Widely viewed as a Christian nation. Many of our core values and beliefs as a society are rooted in our historical stance of being a God-faring country. With this in mind, we would like to delve into God and his views on money, wealth, and finances. We will take a look at what the Bible and Scripture says about money management and wealth creation and how it can apply in our practical, everyday lives. Welcome again, Dr. Monroe. Thank you for joining us again. Welcome to part two of this very important topic of God and money. I think one of the main things as we were talking off air is I think it's very important because as we talked about in your your, your bio, you do have a business background. And so I think it's important for persons to understand
1: who you are and where you come from. So let's tell the audience a little bit about you. Well, you know, all right. Number one, I, I always thought I was good in doing business. Matter of fact, right from, from, I can remember from primary school days, you know, um, my mom would, would would put sandwiches in my, my bag, I'll go to school and, and trade them or sell them. You know, I think that's a start, you know, of, of business. On Your entrepreneurial of spirit. Of my entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. And, um, but to make a long story short, I went to Barry University. Uh, my parents enrolled me over there. Um, and um, at the time... I was I wasn't too much into uh college per se. Um, but I always had a niche for business. Always had a niche for business. And um so what I did was I did up a uh with a good friend of mine did a business proposal and and I extended that to my parents. And when I came back home for that Christmas and explained to them, um I want to go into the lawn business. And let me tell you how it started, you know. Um, Monroe's landscaping started from out of my mother's um, home, a room in my mother's home. I borrowed my mother's lawnmower, cutlass, rake, and a garbage bin. <laughs> and I started walking through the neighborhood at that time ago, this is more than, this is more than 30 years ago now when we started. Um, and I started walking from neighborhood to neighborhood. And if you, if you understand the landscape feel, um, from where I started from, it was not a quote unquote, um, well thought of or considered a job or a good status yes, job. But none, nonetheless, um, Money was being made. Mm-hmm. And so I used to go around and I used to cut yards, um, lawns and, and, um, you know, and, and just continue to build the business. And, um, so I ended up from, from walking the lawnmower to, 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 uh, my, my father investing in me with my first truck. And then one truck brought two trucks, two trucks bring three trucks, three trucks bring four trucks, um, until we just continued to grow and evolve. And then we get began to expand on to the nursery business and then irrigation and all kind of different things. And it's just the business aspect. And I would encourage persons out there as well, you know, of course, don't be the jack of all trades and then the master of none. Um, learn one trade, um, dig deep into it, build your wealth, understand the systems, the structure of what you're doing. And then once you have built that, that system and structure, then you can branch out into different avenues before you hurt yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) But, um, again, it took me all the way into, to where I'm at now and it's been able to take care of my life, help me. Feed my family and and do what I do now, um, and, and you know we still have the business to this day. But you know, of course, we had our ups and our downs, and and um, that's all a part of business. That's the risk of business, and um, I think I talked a little bit about calculated risk as well. Um, and I think it's important for you to know what oh what is calculated risk? Calculated risk, uh, Richard is. I would use it from a biblical standpoint because here it is. He says, who goes and builds a house without first counting the cost? In other words, you must first count the cost. Are you able to take this risk? Is this the right timing for this risk? All of this is, is a part of... Of you being able to have a calculated risk. Now, if you got a lot of money, you could take a risk. You don't mind losing, and and you could do it and do it. All right. But if you are unable to to live, and I know, but making mistakes like this. All right. But God has given me wisdom mm-hmm. to be able to do calculated risk, and one of the ways that I do that is through acknowledging God. I acknowledge him in all of my ways. I don't make business deals without consulting my partner who is God. All right. That's my chief partner. All <laughs> right. I acknowledge him. I, I acknowledge him. I get I get wisdom from men as well. I get counsel for in a multitude of counsel there is safety. So I find persons who I Feel are good role models. And that's another thing. Don't get advice from people who sound good. Get advice from people who are living what they are teaching or preaching. All right. Because how can a poor man teach you how to get wealth? If you have so much word in you and so much wisdom, quote unquote wisdom, why aren't you living what you're teaching?
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I think if I would jump away, ahead. I think that, you know, it's so funny you bring that up because that's something we all, we see in our field as well, where persons would contact us, um, at CFAL after they've already made a decision. And so they've now done whatever they've done. They've spent money. Wow. And, and now they've come to us and say, was well, this a good decision? At that point, <laughs> the ship it's, has sailed. It's a little too late. Yeah. The ship is It's sailed. a little too late. Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, I, the thing is, right? With business, Business in itself is a risk. Yes. So if you're gonna if you failed before in business, don't don't take that as the end. Mm-hmm. That's not the final destination. Maybe that is not the right fit for you mm-hmm. and you can try again. Failure in business is not um, the end. The end. Mm-hmm. It's not the end. okay? It should be a learning curve. It should be a lesson learned. What I should do to make my life better or what I should not do or how do I learn or what did I learn from my mistakes? Because anything, if you're expecting for change and doing the same thing over and over, you're going to always fail.
2: I think another question to what I'd like to throw in there is if there's a person listening right now and Prophet Monroe already told us to seek wisdom. But let's say an opportunity comes up and this is what they have been waiting for.
0: Supposedly.
2: Supposedly waiting for and they may not have everything. They may could take out a little loan from a family member to go out and do it. Would you tell them, you know, still go out and say, okay, we'll seek a lot of counsel on it if it's something that they've been praying to God for? So if they
1: if they were praying to God for something, a door opens up, put it like this. How do you know if it's the right move, I gave you a key, a key, wisdom key that I use. One first, the the the, the blessings of the Lord make ones rich and adds no sorrow. So if it's gonna add sorrow, you need to, you need to check check yourself, okay. And number two is wisdom is always the principal thing, and and all of our getting we should get. Understanding, and that's where the counsel comes in. So, if God opens a door for you, all right, and this is something that you've been praying for, you still have to enter the door with caution, with wisdom. Okay, because sometimes things sound good, and not everything that glitters is gold. Amen. All right, so you still need to use wisdom. And so, the wisdom of God is first pure, peaceable. if there is no peace in the decision that you're making, don't move. That's powerful. Yeah. No peace? Don't move. Don't move. Don't. If there hurt. is a check in your spirit, it could be a business deal. Yeah. Ever since the Lord gave me this level of wisdom, every decision that I've made, i never gone against this principle. I've hit bullseye. And
0: I think a lot of times we don't, we, we have that feeling. We, anytime there's a business opportunity or any kind of decision you're making financially, you always have that feeling. And I think a lot of times you don't
1: respond to that feeling. You know, I had a business um, mentor, a business mentor, Mr. Diagula. He passed away. And um, we, would, we would sit down and he mentored me as it relates to business. And one of the things, one of one simple key thing he told me, he says, anytime you are doing business, be careful of fast talkers. Anyone that is talking fast or trying to get you to sign something um, without you thoroughly thinking it through, normally, it is not a good deal. So, when you have people talking, you you don't you don't. Let me tell you something. You don't rush up on me. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna tell me right. getting this on this no. yeah. that it's a pyramid scheme, right? No, 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 right. no, 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 scheme. Yeah. I, I don't operate like that. Right. He I'm, said the right word, scheme. Yes. Pyramid scheme. scheme. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, so you have to use wisdom, yeah. you know. So, in a case like that, I would I would advise persons first if there's no peace in the decision that you're getting ready to make, don't move on it. But it, you you can tell if, the, if if you feel a release in your spirit, move. So getting the right information, finding the right
0: mentors, asking yes. the right questions. Yes. Those are some of the principles that you have to think about. And so that's why this topic is so important about God and money, because we can see where it ties in. We can see where getting the right information ties into the wisdom that Dr. Monroe is talking about. And I think that's that's very important as well.
2: Um also too. I think another question cuz we were we just we just want to make it nice and practical to all listeners. Yes. And we want to know, is there any discrimination in how money is made? Let's say I used to do some shady stuff and I've turned my life around. Should I give away this money because I got this from well, shady
1: dealing? <laughs> well, you know, it depends on how you look at it. Now I'm going to take it for, it has a pros and its cons. So let me let me give you a con. Okay. So if you were a bank a bank robber and, and, um, you earn your wealth by robbing banks. Mm-hmm. Um, God is not pleased with that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, that's not the way, um, the ethical way and the moral way for us to gain wealth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, on the other hand, I, 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 I teach a message on pride or profit mm-hmm. before. Um, and so here it is. What if you're a banker and I'm a landscape designer? You earn your wealth through the banking industry, financial industry. I earn my wealth through design um, and, and and landscaping and so forth. The way you earn your wealth and the way I earn my wealth should not matter, okay? Because it's ethical and it's legal, okay? Um, and I'm sure you have persons that that may have done wrong before and have and have wealth. Well. I would use what Paul Paul says for conscience' sake. All right, for conscience' sake. Now, if if it is messing with your conscience, mm-hmm. then you need to correct it. Now, if it's, if if you have repented mm-hmm. and you see fit to do well with the money, mm-hmm. then use it to do well with the money. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I'm just coming straight forward, straight at you. That's practical. I think right. some
2: people have no conscience.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah. Because keep in mind now, when we come to Christ, we, we become a new creature. Yes. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. All right. Now, yes, sometime your past can catch up with you. And if it does, then you have to deal with the consequences, conse- consequences of oh, your yeah, actions. Absolutely. For every action, there will be a reaction. So if that's the case, then you have to deal with it. Um like that. But let me help you with something as it relates to money. There is no such thing as bad money. What? Okay, if you think money is bad, then take me to your ATM, <laughs> push your card in, and give me your money then. Right. Oh boy. <laughs> now, There's no such thing as bad money, but there are bad people and who use money for the wrong things. That's why, see, God don't have a problem with money. The Bible talks about the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So whenever you start to put money above God or money becomes your primary focus, it becomes your master Mm-hmm. money was never there for, for to rule us you know mm-hmm. money is here for us to rule it and give it a mission and purpose yes. you understand mm-hmm. so it's not God don't have a problem with money it's the love of money mm-hmm. and what people do with the money so you have evil people mm-hmm. people who fund terrorists mm-hmm. alright that's that's evil that's not of God and God will, God will repay them accordingly. Yes. You see? So I, I pray that I answer your question. <laughs> yes. I, I think, yeah. I think that, I think that also ties
0: into something that we see a lot. Um, and I think it's something we were talking about in terms of, we see a lot of wealthy people in terms of finances, but they're not happy. And it, we might be going deep into a more spiritual side of things. But That's fine. We see, we see that. We see that a lot where a lot of times, people are, they have all the money in the world. They have all the businesses. They have all, you know, everything they could want in terms of money, but they're still not happy. They're still searching for this thing. They they can't find whatever this thing is.
1: M- money. Okay. Bible says in Ecclesiastes, money answer all things. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, from the perspective, biblical perspective and kingdom economics that we're talking about, Today, all right, as it relates to, to money answering all things, okay, you can't go to BP BPL and speak in tongues. No, Shabababa. no, you can't no, do that. No, you can't go there uh, to, the, to, to the phone company and say, I come um, in Jesus' name, in Jesus name. <laughs> all right. Yes. If they will kick you out the place. Cause yes. security. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Because money <laughs> answers all things. Thanks. Okay. Now the love of money again is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about money, money again is the currency mm-hmm. for exchange. Yes. Either for goods or services. Mm-hmm. If you have something that I need, I give you money. If I want my windows to be clean, you offer me this service, I exchange it with what? Money. I think that that kind of ties into
0: another thing that we kind of want to talk about too, leaving an inheritance and a legacy. And this money that you've now earned, this money that you've now built up, what are some of the things that you can do in terms of your money and your faith working together to build that legacy
1: for your children and your family? Well, I, I think I touched a little bit on that just now as it relates to building wealth. It's important for us to build wealth for the next generation. We must leave an impact in in, in persons lives and a legacy, mm-hmm. an inheritance for our children's children. Mm-hmm. Um I think for some we have failed in that area. Mm-hmm. Um some people die and and leave their children in debt. You understand because they had, they either they didn't have the right counsel, they didn't have the wisdom to to make the right um, decision to securing wealth, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I would say you should leave an inheritance, but you have to make the right decisions from now in order to to to, to leave that inheritance. I, I begin to say that as faith, mm-hmm. faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of the thi- of things. Not saying, and I said that faith is the currency of heaven. Mm-hmm. So if faith is the substance, that's the currency of what we want manifest, the same way as money is the currency for the earth realm. Mm-hmm. And so if without faith, faith without work, sorry, is dead. Mm-hmm. The same thing applies with your money. Mm-hmm. If your money does not have a purpose, it mm-hmm. dies. All right. So it's important for you to also leave in place a will or some level of instruction for that money. Because fool and money don't go. Yes, sir. <laughs>
2: and you have a lot of properties. I know once ago, um, me and my husband would drive around looking at properties. No name on the properties because no one can do anything with it. So you can leave something. And they still don't benefit from it because they can't get together. Right. So a will is very, very important.
0: I agree. I agree. And I think that a lot of times when we talk about our legacies and what we want to leave for our kids, I think one of the things that I would mention is that you want to make sure that, and of course, Prabhupada talked about this as someone with kids as well, you want to make sure that you give them the training in order to manage that as well. Almost oh, definitely. And so I think we could talk about that for a second as well, because a lot of times you're working so hard as parents to, to make sure your children have everything they need. But in that, in that vein of working hard, you're not balancing, giving them that information as well, because now you've worked so hard to achieve that. And we see this so much in pretty much all aspects of society where persons have left things to their children. We talk about persons with legacies, persons with long-standing businesses, mm-hmm. and the children get it for a month, two months, and It's like it never, the business
1: never existed. Wow. Um, So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I've been training my children. I'm big on education. All right. And I've been training my, my children of the things that I didn't learn coming up. Um, And then when I gave my heart to the Lord and other things that I've learned during that period and, 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 and gaining the wisdom. And so I've been training them. For example, My job as a father is to make life easier for my children. Not to give them everything, but to train them how to have a balance, how to prioritize. And they know how to to prioritize because I always tell them, don't you forget God. I don't care how much money you make. I said, always put God first. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, that's one of the keys because you you can be, you can have a lot of money and unhappy. All right. You have a lot of people out there who are millionaires, but they are tormented. They are miserable. They are unhappy. You see, you want true happiness. You need peace. God gives you that peace. He gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding. All right. And so I train my children to put God first. And then I train them how to save. I said, "Listen, it's okay to enjoy because now you have some persons who wait for retirement." I'm going to tell you now, I ain't waiting for no retirement to enjoy the fruits of my labor. All right? They 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 wait till they retire and then 6 months later, year later, they die and didn't enjoy the fruits of their labor. We should enjoy it as we go, but we should be modest. We should know, um, how far to go. All right. Which is so important. So I teach my children that and, and, and trust me, they are doing a very good job. I'll give you an example. My kids, when they was younger, my daughters, they are artists just like their mom. And my wife also works along with me um, in ministry and in, in the business. Matter of fact, she's the CEO. <laughs> All right. And doing an exceptional job. Um, but but my daughters, those wanted, um, back in the days, they wanted some, some type of game or, uh, and then some, you know, the scooter. I don't know what they call these things today. Um, so. The thing that moves by itself and you stand on it on oh, so okay, forth. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I you know, I live out a date with all yeah, things. Yeah, so but anyhow, okay, anyhow, they wanted they wanted these things for Christmas. So I told them, I said, All right, if you want that, you're gonna work for that. Yes. And so what did we do? We gave them a head start. They were artists. All right. And what we did was we invested with them, framed up their paintings. And we had an uh, art exhibition in our home. And we had persons, family members, friends that came over and purchased their art. They made over $2,600 in one night.
2: Wow. 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 <laughs> lesson learned.
1: <laughs> Very powerful lesson learned. But <laughs> give you another one. My son, he's been away f- from school from the age of 14, 15. It was going on to his 15th 15th birthday and um, I was going to bless him with Mm $1,500. All right. And so I said, I did this to him. I extend the money to him and I, and I said, he went to take it. He was glad and happy. I said, but I got a proposition for you. I said, you can have this $1,500, go party with your friends. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want to do. Or you can get that f- this $1,500, give it back to me and said, let's open up a business. Mm-hmm. And you know what we did? Mm-hmm. I invested with him. We opened up a business and we do tour rentals. Wow. That's good. That's very good. I think that one of the things that, that is, so, is so important is that our kids get in these principles. You have to give them the principles, principles. And, and not to allow money to also get to their head. Yes. That's important. Money can change people. Absolutely. Money can change people. But if you have the right um, foundation, if you put the right foundation in place for your children, they will know how to manage the money. My children are very grateful children. They're not wasteful. Um, they're very considerate. Um, a matter of fact, my son just graduated um, with his MBA and concentration, concentration in finance. All right. He was supposed to do two years. His sisters were, were just graduating out of high school, getting ready to go into college. This young man, the age of 22, 23, he says to himself, he's going to knock this MBA out in one year. He doubles up in all of his courses because he's thinking about his parents. And, and knowing that his sisters had to go into college and he's thinking about his, 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 um, school fees and their college fees because now that's two.
0: Yes. We are twins. Yes.
1: So mm-hmm. I pay into double. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so he knocked it out and we were able to, um, to, um, do, deal with them and we don't have to worry about him.
0: That's a powerful so, lesson. So,
1: so the principles that you install in the lives of your children from young, It's important how it stares their life and how they will govern money, how they'll deal um, with people ethically Mm -hmm. uh, and sincerely. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Munro.
2: Thank you. Richard, we have come to the end of another episode of C-File Talks. We would like to thank our guest, Dr. Prophet Stephen Munro, for all of his wise words and contribution to this discussion, God and Money. Thank you, audience, for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please send us a note at info at cfile.com or visit our website at www.cfile.com and show your support. Thank you to c for sponsoring this episode. Until next time.